What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to run through some takeaways from both LSU and Ole Miss spring games as both programs going through competitive quarterback battles this spring. Also, we're going to go around the conference as a Georgia running back gets arrested. Kentucky picks up a transfer DB from Ole Miss. And Tennessee baseball, well, they just keep on crushing it. Unbelievable what they're doing. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC. Your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into a plane to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Around the conference. And we start over at Georgia as running back Kenny McIntosh Getting into a little issue Sunday morning. Uh, Anthony Dasher of UGASports.com reporting McIntosh was arrested on misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and failure to wear a seatbelt. According to Dasher, the athens Clark County Jail says that uh, McIntosh was released on bond. So we will see what happens with this. He uh, did rush for over 300 yards on three touchdowns last year. Also had 22 catches for 240 yards and two scores as a receiver. But uh, we saw him in the spring game just last week. Looked pretty good. But a crowded backfield there in Athens. So any punishment, we'll see if uh, Kirby Smart and company make that public. But uh, not a good start to the end of the spring for Kenny McIntosh. Meanwhile, over Kentucky, they picked up another former Ole Miss defensive player. Uh, who entered the transfer portal a couple months ago? Keydron Smith, six foot two, two hundred and ten pounds, out of the state of Florida, set to play Kentucky after he played eleven games last year. Made sixty-five tackles, two picks, three pass breakups, and two forced fumbles for the Rebels. He had also planned official visits to Virginia Tech, Indiana, and Mizzou, uh, but uh, he is committed to Kentucky. He was considered the nation's number eighty-three overall transfer prospect. Uh, fourth best uncommitted, and that's a big pickup for Mark Stoops and company. If you remember, just a year ago, uh, linebacker Jacquez Jones transferred from Ole Miss over to Kentucky. But uh, coming out of high school, Smith was a three-star recruit, so good addition to the Kentucky secondary. Speaking of Kentucky, they are expected to lose one of their more experienced wide receivers, according to Kentucky Sports Radio, Cleavon Thomas is uh, headed to the transfer portal. So a little bit of a loss there on the offensive side. He appeared in 29 games with eight starts. Didn't see any action last season because of a torn ACL he suffered in spring ball. Uh, Thomas joins fellow wide receiver Ernest Sanders, offensive lineman R.J. Adams, and defensive back Ricky Hyatt, all Kentucky scholarship players who have entered the transfer portal. Thomas, 5'11", 193-pound graduate student from Miami. Meanwhile, over at Auburn, they are uh, losing defensive back Roe Torrance. Uh, he entered the transfer portal recently, and now we know where he is headed. He has announced his commitment to Arizona State 
at Auburn last year. Torrance played in 10 games, recorded six tackles, a pass breakup, and a forced fumble. He was a JUCO transfer, came into Auburn, expected to uh, be a big part of that secondary last year. Played, but wasn't what you would call a uh, marquee piece of that secondary. Uh, so best of luck to him as he heads off to Arizona State. Jimbo Fisher over at Texas A&M. They wrapped up their spring practice a week ago, but uh, he was visiting with Tex Ags Radio and Billy Lucci this past week, and he said that the uh, early enrollees that have come in so far made a smooth transition. He said uh, also that all freshmen should come in for spring practice because football is the toughest sport to adjust to in terms of recruiting. Fisher is very firm about his stance about the Aggies' recent successes. Jimbo said, quote, Nobody believes what happened. I stand by what we do and how we do it. We have tremendous people and a tremendous place to sell. The number one comment I get from every recruit is about our staff, our entire staff. Everyone in the organization has the same genuineness towards them about this place and what we're doing. Look, nobody is doubting student athletes are enjoying their visits to College Station and want to go play at Texas A&M. But it's also naive for Jimbo to keep acting like the NIL has not had a part of this. It certainly has. There have been several recruits, families who have come out and said they got X amount to go play at Texas A&M. And I know it's supposed to be a separation that it's not the coaches paying them, it's the uh, organizations and the NIL deals and all. But, man, Jimbo continues to take that stance. I can't wait for SEC media days. He ought to just come out and say it. Yeah, our school's doing a better job, or our alumni and businesses are doing a better job of paying our recruits and student athletes, and it's a good thing. Don't need to keep denying it, Jimbo. Just saying, oh, we're selling them on uh, academics and college station. Come on. Over at uh, Tennessee, the uh, past couple of Saturdays, uh, obviously a lot of uh, teams around the SEC have been having their spring games. Tennessee, they did not have a traditional spring game this year. That's due to ongoing renovations at Neyland Stadium. Uh, Josh Heupel's crew did have a scrimmage earlier this month with some media and recruits and family members in attendance, but they didn't do their normal spring game. Uh, in 2022, a $180 million uh, project started. It's first part of a $340 million total project with a field-level club on the sideline, a party deck, a sports bar-type area in the north end zone. All that's being installed on top of a new video board. Tennessee Athletic Director Danny White was talking with the the Business Journal and said, by the time we've, uh, we're done with this pretty massive renovation, we want to have one of, if not the best, stadiums in all of college football. So he didn't say just the SEC. He said in all of college football. And obviously, Tennessee is one of those stadiums that uh, you know seats one of the uh, highest capacities and all that. But uh, telling the Sports Business Journal that uh, I expect it to be one of the best, if not the best, stadiums in all of college football. You know, all over Georgia, quarterback Stetson Bennett, he is living it up as the quarterback of the national champs. Uh, this past weekend, uh, the U.S. Navy's Blue Angels held a, a festival air show down in Vidalia, Georgia. And on Friday, the Blue Angels had Stetson Bennett join them on a flight during the festival. So Stetson Bennett just keeps on. The legend grows. And again, I keep saying, if he looks as good as he did in the spring game throughout this season... Uh, Georgia's offense is going to be even more dangerous this year. In some SEC baseball news, uh, Tony Vitello, he was not available for the first two games of the Vols series against Florida this past weekend due to suspension. 
And uh, despite going into extra innings after a slow start on Sunday, the Vols completed a historic sweep in Gainesville. The Vols became the first SEC team to sweep Florida in Gainesville in 16 years. The Vols needed some heroics on Sunday with an over-the-catch, over-the-wall catch to seal the win in the 11th inning. Winning 6-4, they improved to 37-3 on the year, 17-1 in SEC play, the best start in conference play in league history. Balls are firing on all cylinders right now. 37-3, unbelievable job from Tony Vitello and his crew. Meanwhile, Vanderbilt, they made some news on Friday night. Chris McIlvain and Christian Little combined to throw a no-hitter Friday night against Kentucky, defeating them 10-0. McIlvain... The starter went seven innings, striking out nine on 104 pitches. Little covered the final two frames with four strikeouts. And some SEC hoops news. Javon Quinterly not done at Alabama. Saturday night, he posted on Twitter that he will be back for one more season with the Crimson Tide. He said, I'll keep it short and simple. I'm coming back. So Javon Quinterly going back to Alabama on Saturday. Tennessee picked up a transfer commitment from a veteran scorer out of Indiana State and Tyreek Key. So that's a good pickup for Rick Barnes and crew. And Buzz Williams at Texas A&M. They announced they will take on Memphis in a home-and-home series the next two seasons. So that should be a fun one. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll do our uh, takeaways from LSU and Ole Miss uh, spring games. That is coming your way next. But I need to remind you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. It is that time of year where the summer is upon us, and a lot of you are looking to burn some calories, shed some pounds, and you know maybe getting back into the gym. And if you're looking for a uh, protein bar that is packed with protein but also delicious, need to re- recommend our friends over at Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate. They are low in calorie, high in protein. Replace those candy bars or whatever the junk food you're eating with Built Bars. They are better. You go to Built.com. You can see their macros chart right there on their website. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs, 17 grams of protein packed in there. And they've got tons of delicious flavors from the mint brownie to the coconut almond, coconut, all kinds of new flavors constantly popping up on their website. So you need to check them out at Built.com. If you find something you like, when you go to check out, make sure you use our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off your order. Use our promo code LOCKED15. That's going to get you 15% off over at Built.com. Also, if you are thinking about getting a little bit healthier, you need to uh, check out our friends over at Athletic Greens. Uh, we told you all uh, about this for the last couple of weeks now, but right now, is your time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements and all that other stuff. Just trying to get healthy. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash college. You can help take ownership over your health and pick up the daily, uh, the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It is awesome for you. We, we told you before, it costs l- you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it is cheaper than your cold brew habit 
It is cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Again, go check them out. It's athleticgreens.com slash college, and you get that free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go check them out. Roll along here, Locked On SEC. And thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Told you guys about this before, but just a quick reminder, for the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of Thursday night's NFL draft from our studios in Dallas with uh, pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and draft gurus. You can turn in uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central, available on Locked on NFL, on YouTube, and on the Odyssey app. So make sure you guys go check that out. Tons of SEC guys expected to go again in the first round and the entire draft. So we'll be recapping it all for you as well. All right, let's jump into it. Let's recap a little bit of what happened this weekend in the spring games. We're going to start with LSU, give you some takeaways from what we saw. Saturday, the Tigers wrapped up their first spring practice under Brian Kelly with their annual spring game. Uh, some key players weren't available, including star wide receiver Kayshawn Boutte coming back from injury. And, of course, some uh, new additions that haven't gotten on campus yet, including Penn State running back Noah Kane. He's not gotten there yet, nor uh, five-star freshman linebacker Harold Perkins. He'll get there this summer. And he's absolutely a guy who will push for early playing time. But the biggest thing everybody wanted to see, the quarterbacks, all eyes on that quarterback spot. And many expected it to be a duel between the veteran Miles Brennan, who's been there six years, and Arizona State transfer Jaden Daniels. Now, the weird thing is, Jaden Daniels has started about 30 games at Arizona State. Miles Brennan's only started a couple because when Joe Burrow finally moved on from LSU, injuries have hampered Brennan the last two seasons and made it difficult for him to get on the field. But the re- the real standout from the group was Garrett Nussmeyer, the freshman from last year. Coaching staff has continued to say that Nussmeyer is a part of this battle, and we saw it on Saturday. He was the only Tiger passer to go over 100 yards, finishing 9 of 16 with 136 yards and a touchdown pass. He also led them on other touchdown drives, so you know, drives where he wasn't necessarily throwing the touchdown, but they were able to punch it in uh, for a successful seven. Uh, but every quarterback ended up finding the end zone on the day. But in my opinion, what we saw, nobody was as impressive as Nussmeyer. Brennan was 11 of 17 for 99 yards. Uh, Jane Daniels, a little bit disappointing. Accuracy, some, uh, some issues there. He was just three for nine passing for 68 yards, but he did show off his running ability. And I think that's where we'll see how this all plays out. But if Jaden Daniels doesn't start, I do think you have to play him and find ways to get him on the field because of that running ability. His legs are hes so mobile and athletic. And look, this was basically one-hand touch with the quarterbacks in the red jerseys. But I think Jaden Daniels could have broken off some long runs in the spring game if they had allowed him to keep running because, you know, he would have slipped through some, uh, some of the arm tackles. But... Uh, Afterwards, Brian Kelly discussed where things stand on the quarterback spot and said, look, we didn't clear anything up with the quarterback today. We probably made it even more difficult. Kelly also asked, could they run a two-quarterback system? He said, look, it's not easy. It has to be a situation where you have to do it. I would uh, much rather play just one quarterback 
and try to fit the offense to their traits. So, will it be Jaden Daniels? Will it be Miles Brennan? Will it be Garrett Nussmeyer? We will see as the fall goes along. But uh, LSU did show off some talent at that wide receiver spot. Mentioned Kayshawn Boutique did not play, but Malik Neighbors made a juggling touchdown grab. He uh, looks like to, to be the real deal, taking a step forward after being a freshman last year. Jack Besh led the team in both receptions with six and yards at 56. Also finding the end zone a team high uh, two times. Uh, other guys like Brian Thomas and Chris Hilton also look good. Kyron Lacey, one of their transfers this offseason, had a couple of drops. So we'll see. Uh, it could have just been a bad day at the office for him. But I think between Butte, Neighbors, Thomas, Hilton, Besh, LSU's got some really, really good uh, uh, playmakers at wide receiver. So that's going to help out whoever wins this quarterback battle for the Tigers. I also thought all the running backs – Look pretty impressive. Uh, their top four backs all averaged more than five yards a carry on Saturday. Trey Bradford had nine carries for 86 yards to lead the way. Armani Goodwin had 71 carries on nine carries and scored the offense's first touchdown. Josh Williams, who's a former walk-on, he had 10 carries for 53 yards and two touchdowns. And John Emery, who's been dealing with an injury, he saw four carries uh, for 24 yards. Uh, John Emery right now seems like the clear starter and it seems like Trey Bradford's probably going to be poised to be the number two guy. But if, again, we'll see. I'll uh, have all summer for this thing to play itself out. On the offensive line for LSU, five-star freshman Will Campbell. He has impressed everyone coming in as an early enrollee, and it was reported throughout camp he was seeing time at left tackle. And on Saturday, he saw the bulk of the first team reps at left tackle in the spring game. Look, on paper, it doesn't sound like a good idea to have a true freshman starting at left tackle, but it just shows how good Will Campbell has been since he's gotten on campus at LSU, and uh, looks like he's going to be their guy starting at left tackle. So what a piece to have that can be with you for the next three to four years at LSU. Defensively, I, li I really like what we saw from LSU's defensive front. Pass rush going to be a strength of this team in the fall. Mason Smith had a sack. B.J. Ojolari, Desmond Little. They are really strong at the uh, on the defensive line. Linebacker seems like they're a little bit thin there. Greg Penn does look like a guy who could be a big part of this team. And in the secondary, they gave up some pass plays. DB still uh, an issue. They just got seven banks, a transfer coming in from Ohio State. So we'll see if he competes for a starting spot at corner. Of course, you have uh, the two guys coming over from Arkansas, and Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché. Safety Jay Ward, he made a really nice stop on a third and short. But uh, overall for LSU, I thought it was pretty vanilla play calling. Of course, it's a spring game. Uh, but if you're one of those people that's picking LSU to finish near the bottom of the SEC West this year, you may want to think twice about that. Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock, they have coached a long time. They've seen a lot of success. They're going to have the summer to still figure a bunch of things out. But I think LSU is going to win some games next season that you don't expect. Think about this, too. Brian Kelly, and almost all of his stops, his first season at Grand Valley State, he went 9-3. and three. His first season at Cincinnati, he went 10-3. and three. His first season at Notre Dame, when he got there, was a little bit of a mess. They went 8-5. and five. So it's hard to imagine Brian Kelly would step into LSU and not be better than that. I mean, I, can you see where LSU goes 5-7 and seven or even 6-6? Six and six? I still think, like, they have a ton of talent left over from the Ogeron regime that... I think they're going to be just fine. The way that they've tackled the transfer portal, I'm not saying LSU's going to compete for the SEC West next year, 
But I would not be surprised if they finished third or fourth. Uh, I think some people are thinking they could finish dead last just because of how last season ended and getting blown out in the uh, bowl game where they had like 20 players available. But uh, I do think, uh, call me cautiously optimistic on LSU heading into next season. All right, uh, that is the old, the LSU recap. Coming up next, we are going to recap Ole Miss's spring game. That is coming your way in just a second. But, of course, need to remind you about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net, your number one source for all your betting uh, stats and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, uh, league reviews, news, including this year's NBA playoffs, which we are in the thick of. Of course, Major League Baseball season just started a couple weeks ago. Tons of different things going on there, and BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device. Learn about all the trends and action going on. Of course, we've got the NFL Draft going on. They've got some stuff on that as well. BetOnline.net. Go ahead and bookmark it in your phone. It's the website you want to visit every day for all your betting informational needs. It is BetOnline, and it is where... The game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Continue on here, Locked On SEC. Again, thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Reminder, go check us out on YouTube if you haven't yet, uh, or continue to listen to us on our podcast version of the show where you can find wherever uh, you get your podcasts. Let's jump back into it, recapping Ole Miss's spring game. We talked about LSU. Let's talk Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, the Ole Miss Rebels. They held their annual Grove Bowl Spring game on Saturday afternoon in Oxford. Expectations high for Lane Kiffin coming off of a Sugar Bowl appearance last season. But expectations also high for that quarterback position. And Jackson Dart at Ole Miss. That pressure seemed to maybe be getting to Jackson Dart as he got off to a rough start in his Ole Miss career in the Grove Bowl. Dart began the spring game going four for 19 passing. In that stretch, it included an early interception. He got sacked twice. Did show his legs, his ability to run. But man, if you're going to play quarterback at Ole Miss, that's got to be number two. You got to show your passing ability and stretch it down the field and move the ball. But after the game ended, head coach Lane Kiffin addressed the the rough first half from Jackson Dart. He said, look, Dart was feeling the pressure. He was trying to win the job as opposed to just settling in and just playing quarterback. He said, not a very good first half. I thought he was trying to win the job instead of just playing quarterback. He forced some balls. It was not very consistent. He said, just, just talked to him before the half, calmed him down uh, before the second half about taking it one play at a time, and I thought he did some better stuff in the second half. Now, on the other hand, 
Lane Kiffin expressed some positive thoughts on the work of quarterback Luke Altmeyer. He's the one that, if you remember, when Matt Corral got injured in the Sugar Bowl against Baylor, he came in and made some nice throws. Made some bad throws as well, but it was a mixed bag. Uh, but in the spring game, Kiffin said Luke Altmeyer was really consistent and did not force things. Altmeyer did uh, show off his running ability, rushed for 77 yards, two touchdowns, so throwing for 182 yards. was a lackluster 41% completion percentage. But Jackson Dart, as we mentioned, the final numbers on him, he was 11 for 30 for 166 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and he had 16 carries for 66 yards uh, when you count sacks in there. Dart was constantly under pressure. I mean, he was sacked six times, forced to use his legs instead of keeping his eyes downfield. Uh, but all that considered, Jackson Dart did make some ugly throws as well. I was surprised a lot of the fan comments I was reading online after this. A lot of Rebel fans are optimistic still about Dart. They were saying things like, ah, it's just a spring game. Ah, he just got there. He's still learning the offense. He's still trying to gel with the other players. And all that's true. But it was a pretty ugly performance. And so if you're a Rebel fan... Maybe you're still optimistic that Dart's going to figure things out this summer and he'll settle in as the guy. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a contingent that think, look, Luke Altmaier is the safe pick, right? He's the guy that he's going to make some throws. He's not going to be Matt Corral, but he can make some safe throws and handle this job. So it will be interesting to see how it plays out. Beyond the quarterbacks, Ole Miss, they showed off some of their newer players from the transfer portal, uh, like lineman J.J. Pegues. Uh, the running backs, Ulysses Bentley, Zach Evans, and tight end Mike, uh, Michael Trigg, who came in from USC as well with Dart. Uh, Trigg caught two touchdowns in the game, drew some praise from Lane Kiffin after the game, as Kiffin said. He's kind of done this all camp. He's just very unique. Ball skills, catching range. He said, basically what you saw today, he's done uh, whatever we've asked him when he's been healthy. You have to really like Triggs' athleticism. I think he's going to be a big part of this offense, the Charlie Weiss Jr., Wayne Kiffin hybrid offense this year. Uh, as far as running backs go, Evans carried the ball three times for 21 yards. Bentley had five carries for 27 yards and a touchdown. Uh, also had a 42-yard reception. And some of the other pieces, Auburn transfer, Ladarius Tennyson, he made three tackles. Freshman corner, Davison, uh, Igbonasun, I think is how you say it. Uh, Juco transfer linebacker, Reginald Hughes. They all had a handful of tackles. Uh, but overall, I was pretty impressed with the Ole Miss defense. I think they are a group that can maybe get better from last year. You got Maurice Crum and Chris Partridge. Uh, they got some nice pieces to work with defensively. But all that said, it's going to come back to that Ole Miss offense. And I feel like it is going to take a step back this year. 10-3 and three last season, it was outstanding. But a lot of that was Matt Corral and the stud running backs, like Jerry and Ely and Snoop Connor. And I'm not saying I'm not a fan of Zach Evans and Ulysses Bentley. I think they can be good. But I don't think they're going to be as good as the group they had last year running the football. And then you look at the schedule and road trips to LSU, Texas A&M, and Arkansas. Home games against Bama, Auburn, and Kentucky. I just think the schedule is going to take its toll on Ole Miss. And right now, I'd say you know seven and five, win a bowl game, eight and five, is a little bit more realistic. But again, we're in April. A lot can change between now and the season, and Jackson Dark could certainly 
solidify himself as a starter this summer, getting more comfortable in the system and uh, with the players. And, you know, a little bit of pressure in the spring game can make you look bad as well. So, all that said, uh, I do think Ole Miss is – I don't think Ole Miss is going to be bad. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think we're looking at a 6-6 six and six type season, but I just don't know if they will necessarily be competing for the SEC West this year. And there you have it. That is uh, a recap of – LSU spring game, Ole Miss's spring game, and also we gave you the latest news around the conference. Thank you guys again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Reminder, you can go make your second listen. Check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy and Eric Crocker, bringing the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football, prospects, and NFL front offices, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you guys so much for listening to Locked On SEC. Again, go check us out on YouTube. Hit the little subscribe button if you haven't yet, and you'll get all our latest episodes and news as soon as it comes out. We will talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked On SEC.